focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew 6, 19 to 24. Everybody, let's read together the count of 3 to 1. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. Continue. lay up treasures for yourselves on earth in other words accumulating material substance or material wealth is not a god goal the accumulation of it is not a god goal the accumulation of wealth in heaven through the strategic distribution of wealth on earth then becomes a god goal so the kingdom mindset is not accumulation. It's divinely inspired distribution. D-I-D. Look at your neighbor. Say did it. Say loud. Did it. Divinely inspired distribution. It says don't lay up treasures for yourselves on earth. Why? Because on earth you have moth. You have rust. You have time, you have inflation, you have things that reduce the value of what you're putting together. It says, but lay up treasures for yourselves in heaven. That the obsession of the believer is not material wealth, should not be material wealth on earth. It should be spiritual wealth through the strategic distribution of wealth on earth. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Because in heaven, nobody's breaking and nobody's stealing and none of that stuff is happening. Then he explains something that seems a bit nebulous, but I'll clarify. It says, if therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. Then he explains this. No one, no matter how gifted, talented, energetic, strategic, insightful, experienced, anointed, well-versed in language and theology and philosophy and psychology. No one. Somebody shout no one. Shout aloud and no one. No one can serve two masters. No one, no one can serve two masters. No one can serve two masters. In other words, even if you have a side hustle and your side hustle is actually not secondary to your major hustle, if it's divergent or diametrically opposed to it, you are divided. You cannot serve two masters. 
must be a secondary commitment to what you are committing to fully. Otherwise, your body will be full of darkness. You will have some light, but the light will lead nowhere because you are divided. But it takes a father along and for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else you will be loyal to the one and despise the other. And this is the real context of this. You cannot serve God and mammon you can't do it you can't do it father we thank you for insight we thank you for revelation knowledge we thank you for capacity to demystify the concepts around wealth and riches and to ensure that our hearts are aligned and in tune with your spirit lord let me not speak as an experienced teacher or gifted communicator let me speak as an oracle downloading with clarity and conviction your very heart and your mind and your thoughts in a way that is so simple to understand and empowering and challenging but also liberating and transformational not only for those who are physically here but for those who are connected via technology and for those who will discover this many years from now that this word will liberate the hearts of men and women from every ungodly tie and every ungodly allegiance and alliance and bring us into a new depth of worship true worship that is not tainted by the pursuit of wealth and understands that even when wealth when wealth comes it should be for the strategic distribution of your agenda on the earth father we thank you because we have answered to prayer in jesus name i wish your amen would be louder than that i wish your amen would be louder so today I'm teaching a very interesting message called Gods of Gold and we're talking about gold, greed, glamour, glitz and the guy called Mammon. And it's very important, very essential because we're living in times where so many people are driven by material wealth and material riches. Chances are that if you're in this room right now, you're listening, let's celebrate all of our friends on technology land, those on YouTube and Facebook and uh, Instagram and Mixler. Come on, show them some love and raise your voice and shout and clap louder, people. Drop an emoji if you're one of the platforms right now. Drop an emoji and let's know you're connected with us. Chances are that if you're listening to me, at some point in your life, there's been a mammonic tendency. A mammon-like expression. A mammonistic uh, proclivity in your life. Something that is an emissary or a foreigner or a friend of mammon. And, and it's not just something that is about yourself. It's something that is going to affect mankind. Everyone who walk on the face of the earth will be tempted with mammon. It is uh, statutory. It's got to happen. Why? Because God says you cannot serve God and mammon. So when it is that the enemy is going to tempt you, he's going to ensure that the only thing that, that becomes the primary drive in your life 
The thing that becomes the primary drive in your life is what Jesus Christ, the embodiment of the God and the fullness of the God that dwelled in him. The thing that he benchmarked against God is going to be the thing the enemy is going to use to tempt you. Look at your neighbor. Say, how is your mammon experience going? How, how, how is your mammon? Look at the other neighbor who can accommodate some humor with some seriousness, a blend of both. And tell the person, uh, uh, how are you handling mammon these days? And it's interesting that our Lord and Savior himself, Jesus Christ, was not even free from the temptation by mammon. So even though he never worshipped mammon, he was tempted by mammon. So when you go to Matthew chapter 4, 1 to 11, the word says that Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, Jesus was hungry and the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones be turned to bread. In other words, if you're really the son of God, I want you to manipulate material substances to prove your sonship. And so the appeal of mammon does not start with a red dragon with a long tail that has spiked in different ways with a long tongue and red hair and fiery darts and all of that. No, the enticement of mammon comes with a temptation to prioritize daily survival. Because it starts with bread. Come on, like bread is basic, isn't it? And so, you might want to think that mammon is about people that have billions of dollars or gold bars or Bitcoin, more than a bit of coins, right? And people who have cryptic wealth and cryptocurrency. But it's not only about cryptocurrency, it's also about bread-o-currency. He's saying that if you are the son of God, I want you to show me by what you can do materially, by how well you are doing. So the spirit of mammon wants you to calibrate your spiritual maturity in financial terms. He wants you to prioritize running after bread, even though you're not a gingerbread man. He wants you to poke your nose, even though you're not Pinocchio. Come on, somebody. He wants to prioritize bread. Look at your neighbor and say, are you bread led or are you spirit led? Please wait for an answer. Wait for an answer. Wait for an answer. By bread, we're not just talking about physical bread. We're talking about daily needs. About daily survival. About the pursuit of reasonable sustenance. He does not come to Jesus with gold bars first. He comes to Jesus with bread first. And that's the lowest level of temptation. The bread level of temptation. The daily survival of temptation. So people will tell you, oh, I stole so I could keep body and soul together. Man must work. Look at your neighbor say, man must not work. Man must rock. I said, man shall not live. Don't leave me today. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God.
In other words, mammon wants to prioritize your needs above God's seeds. So Jesus, let your hunger drive you. Don't let your desire to fulfill the things of God drive you. And if many of us are to investigate and target our lives, we will see many areas in which it was our need that drove us to that job. Oh, can I talk right now? It was our need that drove us to that relationship. It was our need that drove us to that meeting, to that event, to that pitch. Can we talk this morning? The very first temptation was about bread. Jesus, you have the power. Show me your power. And another one. Again, again. Look at what it says. A command that these stones become bread. Is it true that Jesus had the power to command stones to become bread? Mammon will lead you to misuse power. The fact that you have it does not mean you can't abuse it. In fact, the fact that you can use it is proof that you can also abuse it. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In other words, your first profit in life is the profit you draw from the word of God. That's why he uses the word proceeds here. That's why the Bible says all scripture is inspired by God and profitable. So the word of God is profitable. But mammon wants you to run after the profit of money. And ignore the profit of the word. The second temptation. He said to him, oh you know, Jesus, he took him to, into the holy city. Set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Lay it all down. The devil wanted Jesus to lay down for him. Dance for me. Submit to him. So so the very first temptation, watch this, was the temptation of the common man. And that's the temptation of bread. The second temptation of mammon is not the temptation of bread. It's the temptation of the temple. It's the temptation of worship. He said, look at what it said. It took him to the pinnacle of the temple and said, Son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. So this is the temptation of priesthood. This is the temptation of corruption but it's not the corruption of money, it's the corruption of power. Which is, announce to the world who you are. Come on somebody. If Jesus had done this, you know many people would have believed at the time that he was the son of God. Just imagine flying. Imagine me right now. I go to, what's the, what's the highest building in Lagos? Is it the Union Bank head office at Marina? 26 floors. So I, I go to Union Bank and you know, this is social media generation. People with their cameras and all of that and their vlogs and all whatnot. I say, guys, I want to prove to you that angels will catch me. How many of you will show up to watch? Sounds like you'll be there. Who will show up to stop me? Now I can see those who love me. They're everybody like, mm, it's your business. Live stream. 
up there. That's what Jesus, that's what the devil was telling to the pinnacle of the temple. Said, throw yourself down. In other words, Agbarangun, power was doing him. Please understand that the Bible never tells us that the devil took up a physical form to tempt him. Or that he was a serpent or a snake or a dragon. This must have been thoughts in his mind. Because the biggest temptations in your life don't come in human dressing. Is there a mammon thing going on there? Are you following? They come as thoughts, as imaginations, as contemplations, as ideas, as competitive instruments. This person did this. Why not do this? The third temptation is the temptation of kingship. So the first one is layman. The second one is priesthood. The third one is kingship. Which means on every level of your spiritual walk, you will be tempted. Mammon will come calling. It said to him, again, took him up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. All the kingdoms of the world and their what? Somebody shout it louder. I can't hear you on this side. Please don't lie. The kingdoms of this world, they have glory. You know, one of the things that many believers don't face up to is to face up to the fact that some things look good. You just don't touch them because you honor God. Ah, you falling, right? Oh man, have you seen some fine women? Uh, where are the honest men today? Have you seen some fine women? Sorry, have some fine women seen you? Uh, look, look at your neighbor and say, she got glory, she got glory. Hey ladies, have you seen some fine men? The ladies are more honest than the men. Ladies, have you seen some fine men? You see, later some people will be saying that why does Pastor Dame give more time to many women than men? Because they are more honest, more sincere, more vulnerable, more. I say, have men seen fine women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how can I help you when you are not honest? I will help you anyway. Right? So, you see some fine men before. Have some fine men seen you? You looked. And then you caught him looking at you. But you were not sure. But you looked again. And behold. Beholding you as in a glass. The glory. He was being changed. Look at your neighbor. Say the world has glory. Don't deny the glory of the world. Subject the glory of the world to the glory of God. Because what some people have tried to do was a coping mechanism. Oh, there's nothing in the world. No, there's something in the world. If there was nothing in the world, Jesus would have said to him, I can't see any glory. Babari glory. He saw glory. Some says, oh, Peter, I'm preaching heresy. No, I'm not. The 
Bible says, for all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Man didn't come short of the glory of man. He fell short of the glory of God. That is why a man can be rich without speaking in tongues. If he knows how to walk the glory of the world. Oh, I can, can I talk right now? A man can build a tower of Babel. And God will be like, eh, What is this? Let's go pay attention to it. Because he's walking the glory of the world. The Bible never says that Moses despised the glory of Egypt. Or that Moses didn't see the glory of Egypt. He said that he denied himself of the pleasures of Egypt. Because of the purpose of God. So the real weight of your sacrifice is not the fact that you don't have passions running wild. It's that in spite of the passions running wild, you are still submitted to the glory of God. Oh, can I talk this morning? Look at anybody say there's glory in the world. Have you seen some Bentleys before? Have you seen some Maybach before? Have you seen some nice mansions before? Have you seen some waterfalls before? Have you seen some private beaches before? Have you seen some peaches before? Have you been to Lincoln Drive in Miami before? Have you seen people in Miami before? You wanted to call them Miami, Miami. Have you seen some curves before? That couldn't set you straight. Somebody shout there's glory. Where are the honest believers, innocent, I can't hear you. Come on. David, can I hear you? Shout there's glory. I can't hear you guys at the back. Can you shout there's glory? So he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. See, there are some glories of the world you haven't seen because mammon has not shown up yet. Oh, I'm chaste, I'm, I'm holy, I'm pure. Because nobody has flown you on a first class ticket to Dubai on Friday and brought you back on Sunday morning and time for service. In a private jet. Where you're wearing your PJ on a PJ. Your pajamas. Customized by Versace. See, I didn't know Versace did PJ. They can do it for an amount of money. Oh, can I talk right now? I remember when we were in London. I saw a, an elderly guy. It was, it was Asian. Must have been in his 50s or so. And there was this other young girl. Pretty girl. Very portable girl. Just all like that in this fancy store, designer store. She must have been maybe in her 20s or thereabout. Or maybe she's in like a lot of chemicals and things to stay young. She was 30 something or whatever. <laughs> and she, she pulled this, I think it was a Versace uh, suitcase or something like that, or uh, carrier bag. And just pulled it, pulled it. And she went to the counter and looked at the I don't know, husband, sugar daddy, honey dad, honey boo, whatever. The bean beside the <laughs> the bean. <laughs> and and, um, and the man said, how much is it? I think it was 26,500 pounds. So you can have it. 
I was like, I would have been like, this is a lie if I was not saying it. 26,000 pounds. Now, some people for $100, they have given it up. Fifty-seven thousand five hundred naira. Anytime you want me. No, don't let me get too deep this morning. So he showed him their glories. Some of you have not seen glory. You've not been to certain houses inside this Lagos. Banana Island, where you see some houses, and some people want to give you bananas as well. House of two billion. This is a national stadium. The budget for a stadium is the house. The reason I'm saying this is some of you have that amount of money, but if you don't understand that there's the glory of the world, you will stop looking at the glory of God, and the glory of the world will replace your vision of God. Many believers thought they were humble until one billion hit their accounts. Then, then they, they could talk, talk to anybody anyhow. Foolish boy. How much are you? Do you know who I am? Not how much do you have. How much are you? In fact, how much are you today? Because your price can fluctuate. Today's prize. Show them the kingdoms of the world. You go like, what's there in the kingdoms of the world? He was not just showing them the physical infrastructure. He was showing them the power bases, the dynamics. And I'm sure he must have done all kinds of stuff from astrology to social science, to the Jewish empire, the Roman empire, the Greek empire. Show them all the kingdoms of the world. And he said, all those things I will give you. Who was speaking the tempter? Who was speaking Satan? Who was speaking the devil? If you will fall down and worship me. Please don't let anybody lie to you. The devil can give you money. Simple, I'm not sure about that. The devil can give you money. Why? Because Jesus does not say it's a lie. You don't have the kingdoms of the world. Jesus does not say that. Jesus does not debate whether the devil was in control of it or not. Jesus raises a higher argument. Don't reduce your royalty to the level of the temptation. Elevate the codes of your kingdom. He says, if you just fall down and you worship me. Why? Don't forget. What is God looking for? Your worship. What is the devil looking for? Your worship. The devil is not looking for your money. He's looking for your worship. And in the realm of the spirit, worship is superior to money. So the enemy will use money to buy worship. The enemy will use gold to buy worship. The enemy will use popularity to buy worship. The enemy will use all these things to buy worship. Are you following this right now? So the enemy has a gold budget. He's looking for celebrities. 
influencers, models, individuals that can be catalyzed. Have you noticed every agenda in the world requires heavy funding? So almost every TV show coming out of Hollywood, every mainstream TV show has a hint of homosexuality. In some cases, more than a hint. Or can we talk right now? If we get there, most likely in the second service, I'll show you. There has to be a way for them to broadcast that. And how do you broadcast it? You must have resource. Even to send broadcast on WhatsApp, you need data. To buy data, you need money. Look at your neighbor. See, if you don't have enough money for data, how will you have enough money to data? Come and talk to somebody right now. By the way, leaders, men, the fact they have money for our data does not mean you have enough money to date her. Heavy funding. The anti-marriage movement will hijack any incident to grow itself. Including incidents that should be isolated and dealt with. So all of a sudden, people are beating people. Oh, me. No, I don't want anybody to beat me. I'm not an egg. You can't beat me. Even if you want to have me as your cake. Because it's not trade by barter. Write it down. If you didn't get it, you get it. He said, he shall give us you. He said, if you fall down, worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, what? Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So that was Matthew 4. Jesus endured the temptation and overcame the temptation by the word of God, not by the logic of man. Look at your neighbor, say not by logic, but by divine revelation. Tell your neighbor you will not win the battle over mammon by logic. Logic will fail. Logic will fall. Logic will be nowhere to be found when the pressure mounts and they're giving you an offer. And you're like, well, let me just compromise a little bit. Jesus overcomes in Matthew chapter 4 and from there we see him drawing the moral rights to challenges in Matthew chapter 6. It is difficult for you to challenge people in Matthew chapter 6 from verse 19 when you have not overcome your own temptation in Matthew chapter 4. In Luke he says these things that Jesus began to do and to teach. Give us Matthew 6 guys. 19. These things Jesus began to do and to teach. So Jesus says in Matthew 6 verse, verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. If Jesus had bowed to the temptation in Matthew chapter 4. He would not be able to teach them with a clear conscience in Matthew 6. Look at your neighbor. Say every temptation you fall for. Is going to reduce your voice. 
in the place of your assignment. One reason many people cannot preach don't serve mammon is because they are serving it in some cases serving it hot hot. Oh can we talk right now? He overcomes his own temptation and says eat for yourselves mammon or treasures on earth and verse 24 you cannot search God and mammon. So what is mammon? The etymology of the word is Oftentimes debated by scholars, but in the Aramaic is called Mamona. That's the word Mamona in the Aramaic, which is one of the primary scripture primary languages in which the scriptures are translated. In Latin is Mamona, right? But the roots oftentimes say the roots are from the Hebrew word mihamon. Two words, mihamon. And me is from. Hamon is accumulation. So, Mihamon, Mamon is talking about the psychology of living from a place of accumulation. Living from a place of accumulation, reminds of accumulation. And you see how this works is that when you are about to get something, you're thinking about what you can add it to. And it's difficult to give because you see giving as a depletion from your accumulation. You're not giving me life today. I got a witness in the baby. So, Mammon deals with greed and deals with accumulation and is oftentimes used as the symbolism as the God in charge of wealth and riches and gain and profit, oftentimes by any means necessary. By any means necessary. When Paul was writing to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, 3 to 5, he says, if anyone teaches otherwise, and I'll take 7 to 10 as well, if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the doctrine which are caught with godliness, he said that person, he is proud. He is proud. Knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words, from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. He's saying that it's a false teaching for people to want to use God to make money. So I'm faithful in church, I'm worshiping, I'm praying, I'm giving, I'm sowing, I'm serving because I am trusting God to elevate me financially. Is somebody following this? Look at your neighbor, say, how is mammon in your life? Shout aloud and say, how is mammon in your life? He's saying that these people are men of corrupt minds. They see godliness as a means of gain. So if I shout louder, I earn more. If I worship deeper, I earn more. If I show up early, God will. They see everything through the prism. Thank you for the witness. For the honest people. Because he's afraid to say, oh, I don't serve money. I don't worship money. But why did you start your percentage given? Why did you make the vow? Why did you bless me on my birthday? So 
Don't say because I've been a blessing. That's a very good motive. Very good motive. Yeah? I'm not saying everything people are doing is because of money. But sometimes there is monetary coloration to what we do. And sometimes it's so subtle that we find it hard to admit it. Oh, can we talk this morning? And do you know what it said? It said, from such people, what do you do? Withdraw yourself. From such people, withdraw yourself. Media, don't be so quick to take the scriptures off. We're here to study the word, not to study bubbles on the screen. So as soon as I'm done with an illustration, you can really go back to the text. Amen. 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 Is that from such withdraw yourself he's not just saying don't be like that he's saying mammon is so influential if you are around people who are like that you become like that so for some of us our love for money did not start with us it was the songs when we look at some songs it was the words that our daddy spoke it was the expressions our mommy gave ah can it be if only I had money. Is it because I don't have money? And it began to sediment in your psychology so that all that you grew up doing is I must have money. There are many believers whose resolution to make money is higher than their resolution to make disciples. Is that from such withdraw yourself? Why? Watch this now. For we brought nothing into this world. Look at your neighbor say you brought nothing. Look, look at your neighbor. If the person is of the same gender. Same gender. Look for somebody of the same gender. Man to man. And say you didn't even come with your boxers. You didn't even come with your singlet. You didn't even come with your undershirt. If the person is your lady. Look at the lady. Say you didn't even come with your undies. You didn't even come with Elizabeth's secrets. Or uh, Victoria's secret. You didn't even come with that. You didn't come with... You came with nothing. When you came out, everybody saw your backside. I'm not talking about the backside of the desert. There was no bush there. Everybody saw you as plain as you were. You came with nothing. So what is the drive to accumulate what you can't control? What belonged to somebody else before you showed up? And what you will not be able to control a second after you leave. Next of kin. <laughs> can become something else. Oh, can we talk this morning? He said we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain that we can do what? Carry nothing out. So, what is the issue here? And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. In other words, anything I want to have after food and clothes should be a pursuit from a place of contentment. In other words, everything I want to add should not be so that I can become content. It should be because I have become content. Oh, come on somebody. How many people feel less than 
just because they can't afford a certain kind of bag, certain kind of earrings, certain kind of car, certain kind of tie, certain kind of shoe, certain kind of house, certain kind of girlfriend, certain kind of phone. Say this Oppo, this Oppo. No one I'm facing so many oppositions. Even though I'm using a techno, they are not allowing me to enjoy myself. Somebody didn't get that. Allow me to enjoy. And many of us have false discontentment because our discontentment is sponsored by the lust of the generation. People are imposing on you what they think you should have. Someone like you should not be using this kind of phone. I understand what you mean, but who told you I can't afford better? Who told you it's not a strategic decision? Who told you the pressure you're placing on me is not going to be the trigger for me to steal? That these things have to be discussed in context. Not loosely imposed on people. Some of us think that we need to change our cars to improve our transportation. But we changed our cars and we're still stuck in life. Because what determines how fast you move on the road is your car. What determines how well you move in God is your character. Who said I should leave it? <laughs> I'm sending you a hug. I was going to say something else, but let me leave it. <laughs> but give, give me that energy. I love the energy. But those, now watch this now. But those who strive in life, those who desire to be rich, what's going to happen to them? Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare. We'll look at this more likely in the second service. And into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in what? Destruction and perdition. For the love of money, not money itself, but the love of it. Now somebody goes, oh, but I want to be rich. Here's the deal. Your desire cannot be riches. Your desire has to be the pleasure that comes to God based on what you're going to do with the riches. So your goal is not $10 million. Your goal is to sponsor a thousand missionaries or take care of 10,000 orphans or widows or build, plant 10,000 churches or whatever. Therefore, you are not setting your eyes on the money. You're setting your eyes on the God vision. Because any money that comes into your life that does not have a divine assignment will mislead you. Loving money is the first step towards all kinds of evil. Some people run after it so much that they have given up their faith. Craving more money pushes them away from the faith into error, compounding misery in their lives. 
He says, they have fallen into many harmful and foolish lusts. For the love of money is a root, is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some are strayed from the faith in their greatness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. So let's bring it home to Nigeria and to our country. Now, how many of you know that the primary God of Nigeria in manifest reality currently is not Jehovah Jireh? How many of you know? The God that most Nigerians worship. Oh, you don't know? Why? Because a large population of supposedly godly people are approaching godliness as a route to gain, as a step to gain. I'm godly. God, you can say I'm godly. Oh, you must pay me. What is the purpose of a God that does not pay you? What is the purpose of a God that cannot meet my needs on demand? Satisfy my pleasures at any time I want it and move me into a place where I am the envy of my peers. What is the purpose of a God if he cannot make me the richest person who's ever emerged from my family? And we forget that of the 10 richest people in the world, not even one of them is a confident public proclaimer of Christ. So if the reason you are worshipping Jesus is money, you've got the wrong system. Oh, can I talk right now? Elon Musk is the only person who has recently come out to say he sometimes listens to the teachings of Jesus. But he didn't say that Jesus was his Lord and his Savior. He possibly just sees Jesus as an articulate, you know, wise rabbi, Jewish rabbi with some nice sayings. That can also be applicable in the world of business. Lara Page, Larry Ellison, Carlos Limelu, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Warren Buffet, they have never come out public to say, Oh, Jesus, my Lord and my Savior. So if the reason you got a Savior was to save you from poverty, maybe you've got the wrong motive. Look at your neighbor, say, I think this message is for you the way you're looking. Are you hearing that? Your country was started as a business enterprise. Nigeria itself was not started as a nation. Do the studies, go online and Google it. We don't have enough time to watch some video clips here and there. But the Royal Niger Company, the Royal Niger Company sold its holdings to the British government. Its holdings in this territory called Nigeria, Niger area, sold its stake to the British company for 865,000 pounds. In today's currently currency, it's about 53 billion naira. Nigeria, the territory of Nigeria was sold. You can do the studies about Jinjaja of Okobo and the oil trade, palm oil trade, before there was exploration of modern oil as you know it, and all the slave trade, and all the kings of Lagos, and all the different deals that they did, and people that were set up, and King Jaja of Okobo was poisoned with tea, and all what none. The British government came over and took up this place. Somebody listen to what I'm saying to you, because you're not just dealing with Mammon as a spiritual enemy, you're dealing with Mammon as a territorial god. Because the basis of Nigeria's construct was money. 
Nigeria was not built as a system to empower citizens to make life better for anybody. From the very foundation, Nigeria was crafted as a business transaction. Oh, can, I, can we talk right now? This currency was about was two, three or so years ago. Today is about 53 billion naira. How many of you know that what it means is that there are many Nigerians right now that can buy Nigeria? Shout it. Now, do you know that some of those Nigerians have technically bought Nigeria without buying Nigeria? Because every time you make a phone call, every time you make a phone call, you don't know there are no there are some board members that are not listed on the, the board. But they get paid every time you make a phone call. Y'all don't know that? Look at your neighbor, say your country is a business. How many of you know that for every liter of fuel that is lifted, there's a percentage that is split to some people on paper and some people they're like ghosts. How many of you know that there's a huge likelihood there are at least somewhere between two to ten people who are richer than Alikudangote, than Otedola, than Maikadenuga. But they will never be published. Are you following this? So your country was sold. And so anybody who's on that field is seen as property. So even though the slave trade ended, the slave trade has continued in corporate Nigeria. Only that the chains that were made of iron have been replaced with fabrics of tie. He choke. Oh, can we talk? When you have to wake up 4 a.m. every day. Fumes. You think it's the glory cloud? You were playing glory all around all night long. Glory, glory all around. Something was entering you as you woke up. It was smoke. Running from pillar to post. And you see all the money you make runs your life. In fact, it doesn't even run your life well. Because as the money is hitting your account on the last day of the month, the 25th day of the month, guess what? It's going out. Look at somebody say, I will never worship my made God. My made God, my made God, I will never worship. Never. Never worship. Never ever. My made God. Lagos State, my made. <laughs> That's the tune. I will never ever. So, so see this now the roots of mammon are so deep in Nigeria that almost everything that has happened between then and now has corruption in it either the corruption of bread the corruption of priesthood in the temple or the corruption of kingship in the territories the three temptations Jesus faced you are facing it in Nigeria so the people who are just looking for bread to survive, corrupt. Because you tell the Okada rider, I'm going from this place to say 7,000 or 3,000 or whatever. He said, ah, bros, yesterday, he'll now go and take you through one long route. 
Oh, can we talk right now? Somebody say bread, but corruption. Mammon everywhere. In 2021, the country, Nigeria, ranked 154th in the 180 countries listed as the most corrupt in the world, in the corruption index of the world. Do you know that between, it's estimated between independence, independence and 2012, that's 10 years ago, it's estimated that Nigeria has lost $400 billion to corruption. $400 billion. Go and find out how much the Chinese spent in building those two 1,000-seater hotels and ask me why in Nigeria a lot of people still have to travel to get good medical uh, attention, medical care. How come there is no hospital in Nigeria right now where even civil servants can access free medical care at a deep level? Mammon! Corruption. Corruption runs through every level of Nigerian governments. From considerable contract fraud at the top, through petty bribery, money laundering schemes, embezzlement, seizing salaries, withholding contract payments, storing it in accounts so that it accrue some dividends to the signatories. Come on, somebody. Did anybody come here today to deal with the spirit? Because I didn't come to perform to an audience. I came to mobilize So you see it, you see it in the governments. Greed of money. <sighs> Market monopoly. Bureaucracy. Nepotism. Gender inequality. Weak institutions that are intentionally weakened so that the gaps are so huge and the system is so porous that things can, can get free cut away and people are actually given certain accounts as their own inheritance. In the judiciary, the truth is jettisoned because the truth is sold to the highest bidder. And so judgments move in the direction of money, not in the direction of truth. You know, there is that guy, that lady that holds the sword and the scale and there is the veil. They have removed the veil in Nigeria. That woman in Nigeria, she has no veil on her eyes. Her judgments are not blind. Her judgments are like this. And the sword will kill the person that does not bring money. And the one that brings money, the scale will weigh the money to see whether somebody's money will weigh more. I need to help you with this before I can talk to you about your own place because you're in the system. So even if you are clean but you don't understand how dirty the system is, you become dirty. This is the reason you put a good believer in governments. Like, be, be what? Before. Believer. There's no liver for him to be. Because he doesn't understand how desperate the system is. But we're kingdom influencers, so we need strategy. We're not just church members, we're kingdom influencers. In civil service, contracts are 
deflated, padded, padded, padded. I heard a story about somebody who had some technologies presented to the government and went to one of the government offices and when they asked, say, what is it? What is it? it was going to long story. I said, no, 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 don't tell me long story. How much is this, uh, are you bidding for? It says 50 million. I said, well, what was that? That's too small. That's my own portion. Padded, padded, and padded. Nigerian contracts are not studio walls, but they are very padded. Padded, padded. Like babies wearing dappers. Positions are bought. Politicking, politricking. Good ideas are shot down. Just because those ideas are going to close up a flow of funds. Why do you think power generation is not functional in Nigeria? Does it mean technology doesn't work? No. It means that nobody has been able to effectively convince those who are profiteering from the importation of generators and the distribution of diesel how they can become stakeholders in the new economy of alternative power and get their money now. That's it. The issue is not that they will lose money. The issue is that they will not live long enough to get the rewards. Because to build a heavy infrastructure takes time. So the privatization of your power sector, go and ask the people, the discos, they discovered mess that were not even declared at the time of negotiation. So they're having to inject more millions of dollars in infrastructural decay, maintaining facilities and infrastructure that were never maintained, or in many cases, sparsely maintained for 20, 30, 40 years. So it's bad business for them. And for them to make up their money, it's going to take 10 years or 20 years. But in Nigeria, mammon, you must have it now. You must chop it now. Any money where I get now, now to enjoy. No worry about my future. My future, no day. That guy's confession and declaration is the soundtrack of many people's lives in Nigeria. That's it. They know you can make money. But they know you can make money from different places. But if you show me how I can make my money now, me, I will leave Kano. So y'all get a later. Immigration. You land. She was <laughs> love. Where you go? Where you go? Dubai. Me that I can't go to Dubai. Where will I now? Dubai. Smiling eerily. Census figures are inflated because governors want more allocation. So they will count cows as citizens. One small part of land, say that place is bigger than Ibadan. Oh, can I talk? Or oh, I show off the mic. Somebody shout, Mammon! We're taking you down. Immigration, census, Nigerian Port Authority, Nigerian Maritime Authority, customs. 
Is it a crime to bring in a car because you've not created a system where I can produce my own car? Why are you punishing me with such a heavy duty? Customs duty. Because the government did not do their duty. I'm not saying customs duty are wrong or duties are wrong. They need to be paid. But not that humongous sum considering the state of things. You don't belabor people after exploiting them and not creating the infrastructure for them to discover how to create wealth. I'm not asking you to clap, but if you want to clap, let's do it with energy. This is part one. Part two is going to be hotter. Mention it. Mining all the deposits of tourmaline and bauxite in Nigeria. Aluminum. Never see the light of day because there are people behind the scenes exploiting the nation. Not declaring they've gone into private partnerships between certain elements in the government and exploitative foreigners who will bring in their dredged equipment, their mining equipment, their exploration techniques and get into certain places in the middle belt of Nigeria, northern Nigeria, and certain parts of the south of Nigeria and begin to exploit resources whilst you are busy watching Big Brother Niger. Which I'll talk about shortly. Please help me look for three but tell them mammon, 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 expose it. in the artisan class for those who don't know what artisan people that do handwork skills crafts onisha our you see many of us need onisha yanu to deliver us from onisha our Shout out to Pastor Nathaniel Obasi. Because if you don't have Onisha Yanu, Onisha Owa, my Yailenu. Are you hearing that? Because you said, you, you told somebody, buy me, uh, what, what do you guys buy? Metit fabric. Designers, fashion designers, and all whatnot. You give somebody money, go buy fabric. The person build you three thousand five hundred per yard. The day you now say, let me even just go and do it myself. You found one thousand five hundred. A whole two thousand naira. I said, na service charge, madam, na service charge. See your mouth like service charge. That's not service charge. That's disservice charge. Nobody's saying don't mark it up with two hundred or three hundred naira per yard. By the way, you were buying fifty yards. So the person made more money on the fabric than you are making on the sewing. What you sow, you will reap. Smell. The year where you sow. Smelling. Mr. Electrician, fix my wire. I didn't say burn my house. I don't want to go deep, but They say fix the wire. The person will come intentionally fix that one then put another one in the way that three weeks from now it will burn. So that you call them back and call them back 
That's the spirit of mammon because mammon wants your allegiance to an altar. Mammon wants human blood. And if he's going to get it through stress, he will impose it. Through psychological problems, he will impose it. Through repeated sacrificing of big people's children. So that as they rise in power, they have to shed blood. No blood. May the Lord deliver it from the abattoir of men. But watch abattoir tonight. Love is brilliant. Artisan class. <laughs> Mechanic. The works. Rewire becomes dewire. Mechanic. Meh, meh, meh. Mechanic. Some people will call them the goats, but I didn't say that. You carry your car. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, swinging like a pendulum. Carpenter uses inferior wood. Nail poking people's behind the scene region. <laughs> How about banks? I have a feeling. That many people don't know how bad the banking sector has been allowed to degenerate in Nigeria. The way Nigerian banks charge you, you will think you're a battery. Of a fake phone. Be charging you, charging you, charging you, charging. Charge, charge. I'm not a battery, don't charge me. They charge you like a battery, wherein in fact it's battery. Yeah. Are you following this now? I need to land on first service. And if you can stay for second service, please do. So you see all this charges, it doesn't look like much. Why did they stop allowing you to withdraw up to 50,000 hours from the ATM machine? They reduced it. To 10,000. Right? Was it 20k before? Is now 20? It used to be how much, how much was it before? It used to be 50,000 once before. Now most machines is 10k. If it's 20k, that's an exceptional machine. That's an ATM with distinction or PhD. <laughs> what is psychology? Every withdrawal 65 naira. Times 5. Then facts, SMS, email notification, banks, ATM maintenance, everybody shout banks. Why am I saying that now? If there's a banker beside you, say you are a kingdom influencer. Say help us, help us. Where's Jalakba? Where's Olumide? Where's Busayo? Where's... See George, Minister Solomon, help us. Innocent, help us. (laughs) 
Now, how are you going to help us? You're not going to help us by showing up in a board meeting to me and say, Thus said the Lord. No. You buy into the mind of God. God, what's your superior strategy for us to not exploit people, for the bank to still be decently profitable? That's the Daniel dimension. That's why it must be based on intimacy. Because the secrets of the Lord are with them that fear him. Then he will show his covenant. It's exploitative. Now, if you bank with one of the banks I bank with, every transaction, there are three notifications. 1.85, 5 naira, and the amount of money. What is going on? Now, somebody goes, it's not a lot of money. Multiply that by 3 million transactions in a day. That's about 5 million on just that 1.85. Yes. They'll say the government is corrupt. Your earnings on your saving account is nothing to write home about. Fixed deposit will keep you in a fix. Treasury bills right now are not even to be treasured. Just left with the bills. USSD charges. Am I in USA? Withdrawal charges. <laughs> I won't say what came to my mind. Entertainment sector, Mammon, Big Brother Niger. People think it's entertainment. See, most things that are big are not about entertainment, they're about money. Yes, sir. When we did BDSM, I showed you that the proliferation of porn was not really about porn, it's about money. Big pharma is about money, it's not about people getting well. Big military is not about fighting a cause, it's about money. Because big military has big budgets. And so they keep the war going. They have to keep it going for ammunition to be sold. At <laughs> what people have done. Big with over 1.3 billion votes. This is according to a website called textnext.ng. There's another publication by Business Day and other more uh, well-known platforms that give you the details of Big Brother Nigeria. But with over 1.3 billion votes, Big Brother Nigeria would have made 57 billion with SMS voting. The 2020 lockdown edition that saw Lekon emerge as the winner saw over 900 million votes cast. Going by 13 hour per SMS calculation, that means 27 billion was pulled in revenue. The highest amount of votes ever since the show launched in 2006 was in 2021 edition with over 1.3 billion votes. Young people, what are you doing? Voting for a show that does not hold your future. It just holds entertainment for a short while. Deposits things in your mind that have a greater uh, capacity to complicate your mind and your heart, and your emotions, and your morality and your spirituality. And then people say they don't have money. They are sliding to your DM and say, Pastor, help me. Of course, I'm not talking about you. I'm obligated to support as many people as I logically can, either personally or through the purse of the corporate house, right? I'm talking about random people that will just show up and say, Daddy, I don't even know your name. I'm 
I know some of you call me pops and dad and what. We have a relationship over time. Chances are that it was not the first month you met me or even many of you the first year or two years. They had to grow. Are you seeing what I'm saying? They say, daddy. Daddy. My, <laughs> I need help. And, and usually one of the things I would do is someone slides into my team. I want to check their social media feeds to even know what you're about. Then I will now see vote for something car. Vote for something con. Go f- car and con. Vote for Theo. And you are voting, campaigning for those people. Say so we're trying to raise 50 million for our. Are you right? Mammon must be judged. So see all these bunnies. And to let you know he's mammon. If you tell the same people to give to a cause. Or to give to a widow or an orphan or a stranger. They'll go like, what have I got to do with that person? They don't even see that person. But they can vote for a supposed star. Because there is a spirit at work that is perverting judgment. And is causing vanity to look like purpose. social media, many people are projecting fake lives. Cars that are not theirs. Clothes that they can't afford. Vacations that they slept their way into. Just to sort of like show. If your dream life was much of a dream, you will not feel the pressure to share it every time. And so the songs in the culture, if you ask some of those lyrics, Lord help me. Some of the songs that are popular in the culture are they call it gold. Somebody say gold. Has a song on money. Father, plant money for my backyard. Plenty money for my house. Oh, God is now a gardener of money. Now, I'm not attacking Adekule gold, right? In his craft, I believe is great. In his messaging, I believe that a lot of the lyrics, even though they may sound clean, has the contamination of either mammon or self or flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is not an attack against the person because I'm about to come to the church too. It's an attack against the spirit. And one of the things about the spirit is that when the spirit is in operation, you might not even know because it hides in a good body. That's how some people have slept with demon-possessed people. Because if you were to see the demon in its ugliness, you will not sleep with the person. So the demon has to package itself in a pretty face. (laughs) Say, I did that, I did that. You undid yourself. She did you. So see the culture. Father, so if you want to check out the future of a nation, check out where their money is going and the songs they are singing. Because songs are anthems. Anthems are the vocal or vocabulary construct of the values. They are the lyrical presentation of the values of the, of the nation. Father, plant money for my backyard. Plenty money for my household. No recession for where you did. Olua, visit me. So he wants a visitation, not the habitation. Adewe to. Alejo lo moti. 
in other words money visits i've known that since in other words i will not be careless i will not celebrate too much baba bless me i know go sing you try me make you see i know go take tamo money money ego ego money money ego ego so now what was this teaching you that money responds to prayer it's so subtle it's so subtle because this particular verse this portion of it does not put any responsibility on productivity on diligence there are a few other songs like on your mother has one or two lines on man must hustle or whatever meanwhile hustle has a different definition this one places the burden on God. Now wealth visits the house of those who are able to persist in prayer. And so a believer will sing the song and believe is a gospel song. Not knowing it's actually a mammon song. Because the theology is skewed against responsibility. And God's ordinance for the creation of wealth. And the theology it's projecting is that you need to just really beseech God and cry. Are you getting that? Give me Adekule Gold, pick up, pick up. Baba Gado, Emino Fewa Range Rover, Dangote Olori Meji. Have you done business for 40 years? Because Dangote has. So a 16 year old will say that I got a figure, figure, and not fair arrange. Get off. Get what? He's running from laptop to laptop, and in some cases, literal laptop to laptop. But that's the culture. That's the culture. Now beg at a bego along pick up the call a mino fewa bentley mufewa bentley or tedala lori meji pick up the call now beg at were you there when Otedola lost millions of dollars and built his business again? Yes, you might not subscribe to all of his business practices and policies and all whatnot, like you may not to most of the billionaires in the world, right? But I'm just talking about even the basic basic things like consistency, time, diligence, restraints, simplicity. Dangote Lori Meiji, Dangote wears white almost all the time. You, you are wearing gold chain you cannot afford. Yet, you want to drive range that is out of your range. You want a range rover but you are a rover out of range. Mammon in the coach. I'll continue other songs in second service. Mammon in the church. And I've got to close here. Because it's not just in the culture. In fact, if God is going to help the culture, he has to help the culture with the church. And in the church, many of us have been contaminated, dabbed, touched by it. Where we unconsciously celebrate and glorify material increase more than spiritual maturity. 
You will become a millionaire in the next 12 months. Amen. Receive it now. Amen. Receive Amen. You will be a soul winner. Amen. Through you, many disciples will be raised. Amen. I see three cars coming. One is black, one is red, one is yellow. Receive it now, receive it now. People will even come and sow into pastor's life over the prophecy over a car than the prophecy of you being a kingdom influencer that needs to stay in that job for 12 years. And in the 12th year, you become ED or MD or whatever. So that one is too long. It's too long. It's too long. Jehovah Sharp Sharp. Jehovah Vadu. I'm Badu. See how we've done it? In some places, pastoral elevation, ministerial ordination is based on financial contribution. So that, that guy, that guy, uh, gentlemen, the Lord has a word for you after the service. See me. See me after the service. After the service, oh, you look you look like a man of substance. So, Pastor, if you say so, the Lord is really helping me. Oh, I'm not really there yet. I'm just walking on like there. There's about 10 estates I'm walking on. There's one in Banana Island. Say no more. Say no more. The moment you said banana island, the Lord showed me that there are banana plantations. So there's a plantation of a ministry in your life. I don't know where you're coming from, but the next ordination is about three months from now. I sense a call and it needs to happen now. It needs needs to happen. Or in the financial review. Some pastors do it weekly. Some pastors do it monthly. (laughs) Just see one big figure. Hey! Kalabuba. Alat, alat. (laughs) Say, find this person. So brother, there's a special seat from you. There's a prophetic. The Lord wants to promote you. It's a seat who are you again? You're a minister? No, no, you can. Please, just. Yeah. You're asking me if you should go. When Brother Pius. <laughs> Brother Pius. Mr. Chabe, come and sit. they have substance and target them for prophecy go and check their LinkedIn profile and see who they are connected to so there is somebody here you have been looking for a gateway into Deloitte Deloitte I hear the Lord said Deloitte the Lord says Deloitte you have been loitering around Deloitte Angels, make it clear. Make it clear. I can't read the writing very well. 
Angel Mukailu, use the duster. Wipe it. Use marker, use marker. And people sometimes put pressure on the pastor. Prophesy, Papa, prophesy. Let me just say this week here. Let me say this week here. I believe every service should be prophetic. But I don't believe every service should be dramatic. Especially in a local church or irregular gathering. It's not every day in your house that you and your wife are running all over the place. If you run all over the place every day, either there's a problem, commotion, or there are children because children that play around every So, if there's pressure on a system where there must be a word, like a word, a word, give me a word. I know sometimes it happens here and I have nothing against it because it doesn't happen to a point of dramatic uh, frequency where we now have to address it. But you know, in many places, if the prophet or the preacher has not given a personal word, they have not heard God. All that Bible teaching you're saying is general word. Papa, about me? Give me your word of life. How shall I live another week without just one word from your mouth? I'm not saying I'm made for word. Clarification, you can do that. Like I said, it's not alarming yet. But sometimes I go to some place where word of knowledge and all of that and you know, we've had dramatic displays of power and everything. People still come and meet you. Say, Pastor, please pray for me. What did I just finish doing? I prayed for us. some places we have replaced the glory of God with smoke machine. The light of God with clay lights and parkans. We've bought a digital screen but we can't screen false spirits. We package very well but you hear the smell inside become a show because mammon likes to show don't forget the devil showed God Jesus all the kingdoms so one of the drivers of mammon is the showing spirit show off show off and mammon spends most of his money in the material realm where people can see When you become really rich in your spirit, you, one of the things that the Lord delivers you from is the pressure to show people. For many reasons. Number one, you're just responsible and wise. Number two, you're putting people's feelings in consideration. All in the name of lifestyle influencer, lifestyle influencer, social media influencer. You've shown everything about your life. Or almost everything about your life. So, 
your life has become diet for the culture. The feed of it and you've set up yourself in such a way that if you stop doing that, your numbers and metrics are going to dive. Start feeling some about yourself and you need, have a need to buy more because if you're showing all details of your house every day, after six months we're tired, so you have to go and buy another screen or another... Some people want to fly first class tickets so that they can show the pictures online. After you've done first class, business class show for two, three years, we won't see your private jet. So if you don't have money to buy the private jet, you have to go and borrow pools or make friends by force in the name of mammon. In the second service, we'll go deeper. This was just literally the introduction. But right where you are, can you make an altar to God and just say, God, I refuse to be a slave. God said, Jesus said, you cannot serve God and mammon. He said you will love one and hate the other. Can't. You cannot serve God and mammon. God does not want you to serve gold. He wants you to serve him with your gold. Like we saw last week in Matthew chapter 2. The wise men came with their gold and they worshipped. God doesn't want you to worship gold. God doesn't want you to worship gold as God or to worship God for gold. He wants you to worship God as the one who's greater than your gold. God wants to be your golden goal. Your overbearing desire. He wants to be the have all, the be all, the all in all of your life. Hey. As the Lord exposed to me the traces, the deposits of mammon. As the Lord, as the Lord exposed to me. Why did we expose the system? Because you are in that system, but you are not off that system. And also, as you think about your career projection and trajectory, you begin to see how some of these examples can become the Goliaths you're going to take on. See, Nigeria is not going to be delivered from Mammon in a day. But the Bible says that out of Zion, Savior shall arise. Out of the heavenly Jerusalem, out of the gathering of believers, out of those whose hearts are circumcised by God, then saviors are going to arrive. Change makers, catalysts are going to arrive. Innovators are going to arrive. Kingdom influencers are going to arise. Revivalists are going to arise. Those who will take the stone of revelation and the sling of their skillfulness and release it into the head of Goliath, the Goliath of corruption and the Goliath of greed. They are going to rise out of Zion. God says I have people to deliver. People who have been destroyed by corruption. Who have been maimed and killed and manipulated by the suffocating grip of corruption and greed. He says I'm going to deliver them but how will I deliver them? I've got to raise sons. I've got to raise daughters. I've got to stretch them forth as scepters and instruments of war and through the instrumentality of my power upon their lives they are going to bring down Jericho's walls and, and the Philistine giants they are going to bring them down Father we proclaim that we are free from the grip of mammon in this house 
we are not held by it we are not ruled by it we are not controlled by it we are not gripped by it but we are free from it we choose to serve you we choose to focus on you we choose to focus on you God you are our obsession you are our pursuit you are our goal you are our drive you are everything help us that our hearts will not lost after the appeasements of the flesh but our hearts will crave the leading of your spirit we will not want to show our own glory or the glories of the world our desire will be to show your glory that will decrease so that you can increase we will not bow our knees at the altar of mammonas at the altar of greed but will be completely yielded to you in Jesus name we've prayed Amen Amen Hallelujah generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.